Try to have a positive attitude. You try to have a positive attitude. Thank you, Stacy, and good morning, boys and girls. It's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Fool you with that buddy buddy act now under your thumb. Yeah, yeah. Your favorite car, Did you just jealous, man? Because you ain't got the boots. Okay. Welcome back to the Goofy Movie Minute. We missed you. And we wanted to tell you. I think I'm in love with you. And? I'm glad you're listening. But it's just not the right time. Also, thanks for the flowers. Minute 29. <laughs> oh, wait. My name's Nathan and she's Brienne. And, and this is the podcast where we talk about a goofy movie in the single minutes. And this one, with the minute we talk about is the 29th minute. And yeah, we're coming back at you from a little break. This minute starts with uh, Goofy and Max continuing to drive on the road. Goofy looking at a map. And it ends with an old cowboy dog introducing something pretty special. That's Folger's coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we just left off the energetic song. Everybody singing and dancing and singing some more and driving. What was the name of that song? On the Open Road, I assume, because that was the chorus. Mm. And Goofy appears to be a fan because he is continuing to sing it. He's always singing it. Or he's just stuck in his head. Because, like, you, the watcher, might have it stuck in your head now. Because it just ended a few seconds ago. I don't know if it's still stuck in your head if it just ended. So I have a question. Is this the same day? Because didn't the sun just set? Oh, yeah. They which was a beautiful sunset. And now it seems earlier. A little bit earlier, at least. Oh, so it probably was stuck in his head. Because it could be the next day. But they didn't... I guess they slept? They drove all night? Or some... Yeah. Something happened. Well, now they're in the forest. Not at all in... Milwaukee or where were they? I don't know. <laughs> Cleveland. I'm not sure. <laughs> Somewhere in Ohio. Now it seems more like they're in the Appalachian Mountains. Well, Goofy doesn't seem to know where they are either because he's looking at the map while driving. And that's the only place he looks because as he reads the map, Max is continuing to pout and he has his, his chin just resting on his fist and he slowly becomes aware that Goofy's not looking at all. Because the car is drifting over. Into the other lane. And then he pulls him out of the way at the very last moment, to which Goofy is not appreciative and is actually kind of irritated that Max would grab the wheel. And it happened right after Goofy is humming the song and says, grab your friend. And I'm like, oh, was that on purpose? Because Max grabbed him right after. But more out of fear, not out of like shared joy on the open road. Everyone has different feelings about the open road, as we learned in the last few. But... It's the opposite of what I was saying, where the song is always going and they joined in and left. Now it's like, they're always singing the song. And when there's more people on the road, the song becomes richer. It becomes a rich tapestry of sounds. And it's just him. It's just do, 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 do. And probably a of the muffler and a ching, ching, ching of the keys. But we can't hear those anymore. Yeah, it comes in at different levels. And the clanging pot, which started off the last one, that thing got knocked off when they went under the oh. overpass so that's that's another reason the song isn't as good as it was it held the song together it's like the triangle player in the orchestra you'll you'll miss it when it's gone <laughs> not because of the sound but because they were your really good friend you went through music school together yeah music school 
<laughs> so when Max grabs the wheel and pulls them out of that, out of going the wrong way on the road, uh, they almost hit like a semi truck and it makes that horn noise. Oh. It's like a semi truck on, but it like, it got me thinking because it's the semi truck sound that you hear all the time in movies. And it was kind of wondering if there's like a list of stock movie sounds. I was kind of looking for it. It's like the Wilhelm scream. How that's like the sound and you can hear it. But there's certain things like there's that that horn noise or like the cat noise when I don't know in movies like some, someone will like throw a, something out the window and you hear glass breaking and a cat go like. Yeah, that one. Like it's always the same cat. It's always the same semi truck horn. That's a um, good. That's a good good point. Fully know that cat one. Yeah, but I think it's because every cat actually sounds different, and that one's all the same. Whereas horns are kind of the same. But you're right; it's always like a. It's probably the same one from Dumb and Dumber when he wakes up. Yeah. Well, that was a long one because it because he was doing it so many times before he woke up. It does kind of like a Doppler effect thing. It's like gets louder oh, and then quieter. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to mimic it. But anyway, if anybody else has some examples of iconic movie sounds, go ahead and email them us. To email them us. Sure. So Max says, Dad, you're going to get us killed. And I have a question. How does Goofy live without dying? Because he just, he's done this so many times now. Like almost gotten himself killed. Does he ever look when he's driving? Or is normally does he not need a map so it's okay? Well, he definitely wasn't looking while he was driving before when, like, they were having their little argument about the music that was playing and... That's true. Like, he doesn't spend a whole lot of time looking at the road. He was, like, driving with his feet. Yeah, and he was looking at Max when they went to Roxanne's house, too. Just crazy. So, Max offers to be the navigator, hold the map. He says, oh, no thanks, son. Navigating's a big responsibility. And also, we would ruin the big surprise. Because he's taking him to see something pretty special. And this is an entire scenario that we don't get to face anymore. Because we've got Google Maps. And he already showed him the map earlier. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, he didn't have time to point out all the stops. That's true. We didn't even have time to read it, barely. And we tried really hard. <laughs> yeah. Multiple viewings. We looked, yeah, we did look <laughs> at it quite a lot. But so immediately after that, I'm taking you someplace pretty special. Where they pull up to... Lester's... Possum... Park. LPP. And LPP, LPC. L- wait, LCC. What is it? LLC. Take it. <laughs> LP- Take that. <laughs> LPP, LLC. Yeah. So... Uh, the Possum Park is a giant possum where you go in the mouth. Sure is. And the park part, I thought it was kind of weird. I didn't notice this before, but there's like a fence around it. And it's like the size of a small backyard, like like the kind of backyard where you can just like let your dog out to go to the bathroom and then they come back in. You can get like a game of fetch in. <laughs> I was like, what else? What is there to do at this park, really? And it looks like it's dusk again. Oh, yeah. So it's like the end of another day. I thought it, well, just the, the area that it is, it seems like it's kind of swampy. So maybe it's just like not dusk, but dark because of the trees and stuff. It's very swampy because you have to drive up a bridge practically to get there, it looks like. Yeah. And I got some information about Lester's from the Disney Wikia. Lester's is a possum-themed theme park in a Goofy movie. The park is located in a forest. 
It does not seem to be a popular place as a girl who appears to be of toddler age with missing teeth is afraid to do things there. She's afraid to go in. We should talk about her for a second before I continue. So when they pull up, Goofy says, it's even better than I remember. And you see a little girl and her mom walking in. And the little girl's like, no, mommy, I don't want to go. No, no. And her mom's like dragging her in. Yeah. So it's not even that she's like where Max is, where this is going to be boring or lame. She's afraid to walk into this possum's mouth. Maybe she's just scared. Yeah. To go in because she thinks she's going to get eaten. Yeah. I think that's a legit fear. I remember when I was a kid, there's like a fake volcano at the Natural History Museum. A volcano. And I, yeah, it was a faux, volcano, faux lava. But uh, I was afraid of going in there and I made my dad carry me through it because I didn't want to touch the ground because I thought it was real lava. And somehow my dad had dad powers to walk on lava. Sure. Well, they're so tall that they can walk for quite a while before they burn all the way up to the the torso. Anyway, so maybe this mom carries her in to the possum. Maybe that's what she needs. So let's see. This actually... uh, Let's out some of the layout, which I'll be confused about later. The archway, which is the entryway, leads to the main quadrant where the welcome show and photo booth are located. There are also other attractions, which are not explored in the what, movie. What kind of attractions might there be? I don't know. We'll have to speculate when we're at the photo booth, see if we can see any of them in the background, because we haven't been to any of these places yet. Okay. As Goofy and Max pull into the parking lot, Goofy exclaims, Gosh, it's even better than I remembered, implying that the former had been there once before during his childhood. The latter shows no interest in attending before being dragged along by his father. This is interesting, kind of. In Darkwing Duck, the definitely dangerous edition, as a way of tying a Goofy movie together with Darkwing Duck, Goslin mentions Lester's Possum Park, saying that Darkwing stumbled upon F.O.W.L.'s current hideout while taking her on a trip there. Darkwing mm. Duck went there. They have his picture on the wall. <laughs> with, yeah. Because with... <laughs> he's a celebrity. Yeah, he signed <laughs> it. <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad there's a whole universe that's cohesive around this. After he hears that it's even better than Goofy Remembered, which uh, uh, I wonder how he remembered it. It was not that great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he had fond memories with his dad there, but yeah, you usually don't remember. Usually, you don't go to places you visited in your childhood and say it's better than I remember. Yeah, you're usually like it's smaller than I remember because we went back and revisited one of my childhood homes, and it was I remembered it being like a massive barn, and then it, we saw it, and it was like, oh, it's a house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much like houses I see every day now, but it's like I was so small then. But so my- you would think about that in this case, and then also it's even older now. Yeah. So what would be better yeah i don't know i was like i think about that maybe they made some improvements over the years and renovations and they actually expanded the possum to be slightly <laughs> larger <laughs> or added a fresh coat of fur <laughs> it's refurbished <laughs> um i guess like the one thing recently we played laser tag that was better than i remembered as a kid yeah, i remember when we were playing you were like it's even better than i remember yeah gosh said, you, sh- you shot me <laughs> He just shot me in the chest. And I said, no, Mom, I don't want to go. Yeah. And we were having the time of our lives. And a teenage boy that had to run the laser tag was not amused. Yeah. Anyway. We were the only people there. So now we cut to the inside of the place. Mm-hmm. The, where the stage area is. What did they call it on that website? The showroom? 
the the welcome show. <laughs> the showroom. The possum showroom. The yeah. latest models. Can I show you a possum? What, it, what will it take to get you in this possum today? <laughs> no, I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm just here to look. <laughs> so when an aggressive salesman comes at you, you play dead. It's <laughs> a good good move. Possum <laughs> jamboree. Yeah. So there's an old dog standing by the stage, and he says, "Well, howdy there, folks. Lester's is proud to present the Possum Posse Jamboree." And this voice sounds familiar. Yeah. But older than I remember. And old in general. It's, it's shaky. Old man voice. Yeah. So this voice is Pat Butram. 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 Should have looked up how to say that. <laughs> he w- lived from 1915 to 1994. Ooh. And died at 78. So. So I know what you're thinking. Did he die while he was recording this? That's why they cut him off. Now, he... But he did die over about a year before the movie came out. Wow. Of kidney failure. Very sad. His first credit was in the National Barn Dance in 1944, which I think was just a dance show. He was in lots of Western movies with Gene Autry. He was like his sidekick. But it looked like he had different character names. Where do I know his voice from? He, he was in a whole string of Disney movies back when Disney was using the same voice actors. He played Napoleon in the Aristocats. Do you remember who that was? No. Kind of like the bigger of the two dogs. Oh, yeah. That like hound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He played the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was thinking. That's a good one. He was Luke in the Rescuers, which I think is just one of the family members at the Bayou place or something. I don't think that's a big role. I don't really remember the Rescuers that well. I remember the Rescuers down under. Same Z's. But that was 1977. The year Punk was born. Oh. And he was chief in The Fox and the Hound in 1981, which is very similar to Napoleon, the old, older dog. Yeah. Yeah. That and is like the same character. Is that one of those ones where they like recycle the animation? Oh, I don't know. In some parts? Possibly. He was also Bullet in Roger Rabbit and Jeb, Saloon Old Timer number three in Back to the Future 3. So he was like, like live action in that one. In Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean, he was live action in those Western movies, too. But oh. it, it was kind of like a cameo in that one, because he's so famous. But what I love about his voice is he does this really, like, high than low thing. So it'll be like, uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Or, <laughs> I can't quite, I can't do it justice at all. It's proud to present Lester. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a thing that a male voice can do more effic- effectively. Because they have a wider range. Yeah. It's kind of like jumping from falsetto to regular voice, but he his like kind of squeaks when he does it too in a really charming way. <laughs> um, I wonder if that's related because that's like what yodeling is. Oh. He's like yodel talking. What's something he could say? Well, I'll, I'll just have him say one of uh, Max's lines. I'm just going to wait right here in the car. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, his voice is so good. Make sure you remind yourself what he sounded like. Because in this one, he's got a way older version of his voice. And yeah. I, based on the Back to the Future 3 thing, which I believe came out in the early 90s, I feel like he was doing an even older voice on purpose. Because he sounded pretty much the same in that one. Well, this character that he's this announcer for the Lester's Possum Posse Jamboree, he doesn't look amused he looks like he's been at this possum park for 40 years and like he's announcing the same show that he's announced forever and he's over it he does not look excited to be there 
So well, like, they could have animated him that way after. But he's yeah, he's the Possum Park MC. That's a good point. I, and I think even though I mean he was seventy eight when he recorded it, but I still feel like he's making his voice a little shakier on purpose and definitely low energy, like you said. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the end. That cuts it off. Yeah. We don't know what the jamboree is. We don't know who Lester is or who his posse members are. We don't know a lot of things. There's lots of things we don't know. We don't know if that little girl got eaten by the possum. Yeah. <laughs> Not all who enter. Um, yeah. We don't know why this is, this place is so special to Goofy. So far, it doesn't seem that great. But I really like the Possum Park MC's little bolo tie. Oh, yeah. I have that note. Rocking the bolo tie. I like that. Very good. Um, the book. The book. The sacred text. <laughs> I was going to say, readeth Re- from the sacred text, sir, Nathan. <laughs> oh, yes. Goofy spread the map over the steering wheel. They swerved again. Max gulped. This could get dangerous. Hey, he said. Well, why don't I hold the map? Goofy shook his head. Well, I don't know. Finding our way is a big responsibility. You might not be ready for it. Besides... I have a surprise for you right up the road. Goofy pressed the gas pedal. They zoomed around the curve on two wheels. Then Goofy braked to a halt. Screech! They were parked in front of an old faded sign. Lester's Possum Park. First stop, Goofy crowed. That was kind of a combination of wacky things that happened during the song and this. Yeah, and it got us to the same point. Definitely feels like this is still the same day in the book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no visual cues of of it changing that's more the writers the sun went down and was up and inexplicably down again max (laughs) chose not to comment it's like plan nine from outer space they just filmed him in the wrong order (laughs) or they're like oh is it it's daytime now it's like well yeah because we got to show the sign oh okay the sunset already happened well that was beautiful leave it in (laughs) who's gonna notice who's gonna notice but you could also assume that they had a really uneventful first night. I mean, they're going to show every time they go to bed this yeah. cross-country road trip. Like, oh, now let's pull over at this other place. Well, this is a hotel that's not interesting at all. Better show it. They knew when to cut the exposition. So. And we know when to cut the end of this podcast. Is it time? It's time. Okay. Why don't you send us an email at goofymovieminute at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook just by using your search function. Yeah, look us up a Goofy Movie Minute. I want to send a shout out to Overcast, the podcast app that allowed me to delete the podcast app from iTunes, the Apple one, because that one, I don't know if you've had an issue with it, does not work very well anymore for me. I don't think it's designed well. It's very hard to use. It's hard to find the episodes and especially hard to find the ones you didn't already download. And if you're fed up with it, why don't you try Overcast on the App Store? That's not a paid endorsement. That's just a rant from me. Your friend, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard this rant. Okay. Well, until next time. No, Mommy! I don't want to (laughs) go. That was probably too loud. (laughs) That's okay. A Goofy Movie Minute is not endorsed by Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Television Animation, or Disney Toon Studios. The podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. A Goofy Movie and all names, characters, images, and audio are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. You can get in contact with the podcast creators at agoofymovieminute at gmail.com. The Minute by Minute podcast format was created by Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer of Star Wars Minute. 
You can find that podcast at StarWarsMinute.com. <laughs>